Greetings, everyone. Here is your invitation to a wonderful feast. Let's partake as we study a parable of the Christ today. From the International Gospel Hour, dear friends, stay tuned. On Jordan's stormy banks I stand and cast a wishful Hi, this is Jay Webb for International Gospel Hour. Since 1934, Churches of Christ have proclaimed God's Word through International Gospel Hour. Please stay tuned for another lesson on this program by Jeff Archie. Are you listening? Thank you, J-Webb, and greetings to all of you. So good to have you with us today for our studies here from the International Gospel Hour a broadcast that's been on the air as of this broadcast almost 90 years running. We are thankful to be a part of your time today. And we're going to begin with the reading from God's wonderful Word as we consider a parable of Jesus, the parable of the wedding feast, in Matthew 22, verses 1 through 14. And Jesus answered and spoke to them again by parables and said, The kingdom of heaven is like a certain king who arranged a marriage for his son and sent out his servants to call those who were invited to the wedding, and they were not willing to come. Again he sent out other servants, saying, Tell those who are invited, See, I have prepared my dinner, my oxen and fatted cattle are killed, and all things are ready. Come to the wedding." But they made light of it and went their ways, one to his own farm, another to his business. And the rest seized his servants, treated them spitefully, and killed them. But when the king heard about it, he was furious, and sent out his armies, destroyed those murderers, and burned up their city. Then he said to his servants, The wedding is ready, but those who were invited were not worthy. Therefore, go into the highways, and as many as you find, invite to the wedding." So those servants went out into the highways and gathered together all whom they found, both bad and good. And the wedding hall was filled with guests. But when the king came in to see the guest, he saw a man there who did not have on a wedding garment. So he said to him, Friend, how did you come in here without a wedding garment? And he was speechless. Then the king said to the servants, Bind him hand and foot, take him away, and cast him into outer darkness. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. For many are called, but few are chosen. Friends, to be invited for a marriage feast was indeed a great honor. And as custom, individuals were invited that you knew personally and you knew would accept. It was custom to send out two invitations, one to announce the event ahead of time and the other to tell the invited guest that it was all ready. You can look in the book of Esther, Esther 5 and verse 8, and chapter 6 and verse 14 for an example. But this king gave one extra bidding. How gracious was this king! And when one failed to accept, folks, it was an insult. Now that helps us understand verse 7, when the king became angry and sent forth his armies to destroy. Now imagine the next invitation. Well, no question, they would be there. Can you imagine a person, hey, that's the king, you do not want to insult him, we'll be there. However, one must be prepared and, if you will, dressed for the occasion. Now, dear friends, with this parable, we want to consider some matters to help us see the great marriage feast that our Lord has prepared. 
And oh, how he bids all of us to partake of a great feast. We'll look at that in a moment. And I'll be back in about 30 seconds. But now, our J-Web with information about the International Gospel Hour app. Have you downloaded the International Gospel Hour app for your iPhone or Android? Go to the App Store for iPhones and Google Play for your Android, search International Gospel Hour, and download our app free. Our app allows access to our website, social media, podcast, our YouTube channel, and other resources. Please download the International Gospel Hour app today. It's free. May we partake of the wedding feast of salvation. The parable begins with the kingdom of heaven. In Matthew, we see the word kingdom around 55 times, kingdom of heaven at least 30 of those. Now, dear friends, we know that kingdom is not an earthly, physical kingdom. For Jesus said in John 18:36, My kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, then would my servants fight, that I should not be delivered to the Jews. But now is my kingdom not from hence. An individual is translated or conveyed into the kingdom. In Colossians 1, 13 and 14, speaking of Christ who hath delivered us from the power of darkness and hath translated or conveyed us into the kingdom of his dear Son in whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sin. Somebody says, well, wait a minute. You mean we can be added to the kingdom now? That's correct. You mean this kingdom is not going to come and set up on this earth? That is correct. The kingdom is now in existence, friends. One can receive the kingdom now. Is that not what the Hebrew writer said in Hebrews twelve twenty-eight? Wherefore we receiving a kingdom which cannot be moved, let us have grace whereby we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear. Dear friends, what a beautiful wedding feast, and one may feast now in the kingdom. You see, the kingdom and the church are one in the same. There's not a church era and a soon-to-be kingdom era. They are one in the same. We see this from Jesus' promise to build his church, and he did build his church, and granted the keys or the authority of the kingdom as well, Matthew 16, 18, and 19. And in Colossians 1.13, they were translated or conveyed into the kingdom of his dear son. And of course, dear friends, when judgment comes, we want to be in the kingdom of heaven when this life ends. Matthew 25.31-46 May we submit to you that we partake of the wedding feast of the Son. You see, a marriage for the Son was made in the parable in Matthew 22, 1 through 14, through Christ there is a marriage to be made. Christ and the church is a marriage, Ephesians 5, 22 through 33. From Revelation 19, verses 7 through 9, we see the beauty of the Lamb and the Bride. You see, dear friends, Christ and the church is a marriage, and the Lamb and the Bride. When we put that together, friends, you cannot separate Christ from the church. So many people say, well, give me Christ, but not church. Well, you can't do it. May we also submit here Ephesians 1, 22 and 23, where God placed all things under the feet of Christ and made him to be head over all things to the church, which is his body. You see, if somebody says, give me Christ and not the church, then we want to separate the head from the body, and that will not survive. 
Here are some questions to ponder about this marriage. What if a bride ceased to come to the marriage? Not much of a marriage, is it? What if the bride became unfaithful to the husband? A horrible feeling upon many individuals when they learn that about their spouses. Now, friends, let me ask you, how would you feel if it were your child and you invited people that you knew would come? You know, my mother and daddy's 50th wedding anniversary, I remember that the day we set up that reception, and there were so many comments made, well, I'm sorry I can't be there, but, and I'm sorry I can't come, and folks, may I bring something here? When you're invited to something and you cannot make it, it's always nice if you can take a moment and drop a note of well wishes. We regret we cannot be there, but we want to recognize and commend you for 50 wonderful years or whatever the case might be. It's hard to make every opportunity to be invited somewhere, but at least make an acknowledgement. Why is it that the impact of who is not there seems to linger more than those who are there? I've got to admit, we need to work on that. Let me rephrase that. I need to work on that. I mean, Jesus asked concerning the lepers in Luke seventeen seventeen, where are the nine? So it's not strange for an individual to ask, where are those? But as we think of these matters in a physical sense, let's think about them in a spiritual sense. As the bride is the church, what about one that fails to worship God and not honor nor be with the husband, the Christ? What if the bride became unfaithful to the husband? Is that not a spiritual adultery? Again, how would you feel if it were your child and you invited people you knew would come? Well, put God in that place. And you know, dear friends, again, it's worthy to think about this. Let us partake of the wedding feast of the Son. And it seems like sometimes the impact of who is not there lingers more than those who are there. We need to partake of the wedding feast of the Son. Dear friends, let me pause right here. Here's more information about our Bible study course that's available by mail. Here is our J-Webb. Friends, the International Gospel Hour offers for free a Bible study course available by mail. That's right. At your own pace, you can study the Bible in your own home. It's free. Give it a try. Please call toll-free at 1-855-IGH-6988 and leave your name, address, and just say, Home Study. That's it. You may also go to our website at internationalgospelhour.com, click on the Contact tab, and leave us the same information, name, address, and type Home Study in the message box. We'll send it right away. Thank you for your interest in the things that be of God. Friends, may we partake of the wedding feast and be properly dressed. Remember the part in the parable where the man was invited and he came in without a wedding garment. Well, you know, friends, we need to make certain spiritually we are dressed properly. Romans 13, verse 14 reminds us to put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh. And in Galatians 3:27 is of interest that as many of you as have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. Wow! So simply put, friends, we are invited to the wedding. Are we wearing the proper garments, the wedding feast of salvation, the wedding feast of the Son, the wedding feast to be properly dressed spiritually, to believe in the Word of God, to repent of our sins. What a beautiful thought. To confess Jesus as the Son of God, and yes, to be baptized into Christ. 
for those sins to be forgiven, Acts 22.16, to be saved, Mark 16.16, but also to put on Christ. What a wonderful thought. So friends, we hope you'll accept the invitation to the wedding feast. Thanks for joining me today on the International Gospel Hour, and we'll continue our studies together another time. I'm Jeff Archie, friends. Keep listening. Thank you for listening today. May this study prompt your search of God's Word for His will in your life. To assist you in your study or to listen to other programs, please visit our website at internationalgospelhour.com to God be the glory.